Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the High School Football Podcast, talking about some high school football playoffs. A little playoff preview here for you. Braden Soprunit, Jeff King, a little bit of technical difficulties with the uh, the last one, but now we're fired up and off and running. Jeff King, my co-host, uh, got to be a junior college teacher today. Is that uh, is that right? Taught a little basketball today. What's going on? What's the background story on that? Yeah, I'm an adjunct professor at Miramar College. And uh, oh, nice. so I have a couple classes, but I substituted um, basketball today. Uh, normal teacher was out on a tournament or something, so they called me off the bench and uh, pretty chill. Just, you know, about four or five of us. So we played a little, you know, uh, 21, did some one on ones and showed the young bucks that, you know, still got a little, little, little left in the tank, man. So, and I walked away with no sprained ankles and. No sore hips or anything, so win went on multiple multiple fronts. How does a, uh, so how does a basketball a, how does a basketball class work, then, Jeff? Oh, it's pretty chill, man. Like you basically warm warm them up in however you want to, and then basically just kind of roll out the ball and be like, "Hey, let's play." Um, now, typically, I imagine in, in a normal setting, um, we probably go over a couple of drills, but. I was instructed just let them have fun and play, and that's what I did. And it was a small class. I did this last year, and last year it was how about 10 or 11 guys, so, you know, we can run full court. This year it was only four, so it was just 21 and, you know, having fun with them and, you know, playing some basketball. So I got extra workouts today. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right, can't beat that. That's pretty cool. So it's kind of like – it's like almost like coaching like a team and doing a pickup game and – um, you know, even though you're not really uh, uh, on a team or whatever, but that's that's pretty cool. I almost took a like a bowling class in college. It didn't work out in my schedule because I was doing a lot of stuff for the football team. But um, I, my sister actually did a bowling class. Um, so oh, really? yeah, she did a bowling class. I mean, you know, if I had a lot more time on my hands, I'd be able to do some of those classes. I bet you a golf class would be great. That probably actually be a, a major benefit uh, to your long term success uh, on this planet. Uh, I probably if I uh, took a couple of golf lessons, I'd be a lot better at it. But um, I digress on the uh, sports there. I know you're uh, that's where you're coming from, but I want to dive into the the playoffs. This will be our playoff preview uh, when it comes to San Diego High School football, and we'll kind of go through it and pick some games and um, you know project who we think we're going to win each division and uh, who might be a dark horse uh, for each division as well. Uh, we're going to say the Open for the last just because um, they don't play this week anyway, and there's only four teams, and that usually is the uh, the main event. So overall, uh, San Diego High School football got all the brackets out. 
I thought, you know, I, I thought it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a joke that we had to wait until Sunday uh, to get the brackets out. I know a lot of coaches were were upset with that. I agree with them. Uh, there's no reason uh, on the. There's no. There's there's no justifiable reason why the brackets had to come out on Sunday because of one game played on a Saturday that could have been played on any other day during the week uh, that held everybody up. So from that perspective, I think CIF needs to do a better job of making sure all the brackets are out uh, Saturday morning uh, so teams can trade tape and they could properly prepare. Uh, not to say that there's not going to be a uh, you know teams properly prepared on Friday, but um, you know I, the fact that one game kind of held everybody up and you know, I know there's a lot of, you know, politics. I like to use the term politics um, for, you know, different things that have to happen that are really out of the control of coaches. But uh, there's no reason why the uh, playoff seedings needed to wait till till Sunday afternoon um, to be announced. Uh, I don't know if you uh, were able to see that and have a take on that, Jeff. I didn't see that. Um, that's interesting. Is there... I mean, I know you said it didn't make sense, but what is there? What would you think the reason or logic would be? Well, there was one game left. Was the thing so Christian had to play La Jolla, and because of you know they're they're using the ref shortage as you know kind of of an excuse. And you know, we had Joe Hines on on the on the John Cantera show earlier this week. He kind of talked about it, but um, you know he kind of gave like a typical CIF answer, which is fine. I mean, that's just that's what he's supposed to do. Um, no, but over overall, it's like you know the excuse was well we had one game on Saturday that had to be you know had to be played, um, you know which I don't think that I mean the last week needs to be almost like Major League Baseball everybody's playing at the same time and I know with the ref shortages yeah. you got to get games in on Thursday that's fine you know play games on Thursday but you know you shouldn't have any Saturday night games the last week of the season uh, so that's one thing. The other thing they said was like it, you know, and I, I think this is kind of a BS answer. Um, coach was talking. Uh, coach Cantero was talking to one of the uh, you know former CIF um, administrators and was like, um, he was like, well, you know, it gives us time to fully be able to to make sure the bracket is set right with all the facts. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? You take it from Max Preps, you see what it says. You flip teams that one head to head, and you move on. It's not that. It's not that complicated. It's not that deep. Get the thing out on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So I I didn't yeah I didn't really I didn't really get that. Um, that's my only really gripe about this. I mean, overall, you know, I've talked we've talked about playoff formats before. If you want to, um, you know, if you want to dial into uh, to what Jeff and I have have come up with for a, a new playoff format, that's on our last podcast episode we had. It was a couple of weeks ago, but um, it was our last podcast we actually did since I was coaching a game last Thursday during our podcast time. Uh, overall, I thought uh, you know the seedings are, are fine. Um, I, I think Cal Preps determining the playoffs is probably the best way to go. Um, I've been a big advocate for that in years past. I'm still a big advocate for that, and um, you know we'll see how this plays out. Uh, this is the first year, Jeff, with a Division Five Double A. Um, so they split Division Five in half to give other schools in Division Five that wouldn't normally win a championship have an opportunity to win a championship. Uh, so D Five has 
eight teams seated in it. And then Division 5 AA has an additional six teams in it. So 14 teams in D5 ended up making the postseason. Um, you know, I understand to an extent what they're trying to accomplish, but I think it goes along the lines of what we were talking about before. I think too many teams make the postseason, and I'm sure there's coaches that would argue with me. My response every time would be, even right now, the way I schedule my format, I think you have to have at least four wins in order to make the playoffs. The school I currently coach does not have four wins, so in that format, we would not make the playoffs, and you know I wouldn't overly be upset about that because you know you win three games. I mean, you're just not really having that great of a season. But I digress on that. Again, if you want to talk about playoff format, we can talk about that later. Uh, but there's there's six teams in in Division Five AA. It's the bottom half of Division Five. Uh, Holtville got the one seed. They got a buy. Army Navy Academy got the two seed. They also got a buy. Uh, it was filled in. The Rock Academy made the playoffs with the four seed. They will play Maranatha Christian with an opportunity to play Holtville. Um, Rock Academy and Maranatha Christian will play this week. Calipatria and Tri-City Christian. Uh, Tri-City Christian is the three seed. Calipatria is the six. Uh, and I already mentioned Army Navy is the two, so the winner of that game will play Army Navy. In terms of Cal Preps, uh, they don't even have Division Five AA on here. Um, so they were, they were not informed about uh, the new format for San Diego High School football playoffs. But Based on the uh, you know the Cal Preps rankings, uh, Holtville obviously would be the favorite in uh, in this particular bracket. And then I think I think Army Navy's got a pretty good chance, uh, Jeff, when it comes to competing in Division Five AA. They had a pretty good year. They kind of ran into a buzzsaw uh, midway through the year, but they got a lot of big dudes. Uh, you know, for a school that's very small, and I think that's going to pay dividends here in the postseason. Weren't you high on Army Navy? That wasn't that your like yeah. I thought their team, and then they proceeded to lose UG. I did. I did curse them uh, when they played some schools that were way bigger than them, but like in terms of uh, <laughs> division size. But they're pretty good. I mean, they, they climbed the ladder pretty pretty quickly. They got some decent sized kids, you know, for Army Navy standards. Um, so I think that's going to play in a Division Five AA. I don't want to spend too much time in Division Five AA, but um, you know they they got a playoff thing. We got to got to talk about it. But um, overall, I mean, I would imagine that Army Navy Academy and Holtville will probably make it to the uh, the final there. Uh, Army Navy Academy finishes season seven and three. Holtville seven and two. Uh, this this will not have to be played out in the desert, at least in, I don't think. Uh, so Army Navy and uh, doesn't have to deal with the, having to play Holtville. Uh, out in Holtville, but that would be the only thing for me. So there's only seven. They only have eight teams in Division Five AA, and six of them made it. And two of them, two of them uh, uh, did not. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. I don't want to spend too much time on on Division Five AA. On to Division Five, Division Five uh, playoffs again. I, I'm picking Army Navy in, in Division Five AA. Uh, on a Division Five, uh, an eight-team bracket. Vincent Memorial usually has a pretty decent team in D five. Got the number one seed. Uh, they decided to take eight teams out of twelve in Division Five as they again they split the two divisions this year. And uh, uh, Vincent Memorial got the one seed, followed by 
uh, and they'll play Valhalla, the eight seed. Hoover's the four. Monta Vista's the five. Kearney's the six. Oklahoma Valley's the three. Southwest El Central's the seven. And Sweetwater is the two. Vincent Memorial is definitely the favorite to win D5. And then uh, I would consider uh, Monta Vista being a little bit of a dark horse, well coached by Ron, Ham- or by, uh, Ron Hamamoto. Uh, I think Oklahoma Valley's had a pretty good season. I think they have the opportunity to win it. And of course, you know, Sweetwater coming in as the two seed is definitely something to uh, to look at as well. In terms of their uh, overall games, uh, we'll get into that to a second. But you know, just kind of looking at Division Five, um, you know, it's hard to say that somebody other than Vincent Memorial will probably win this thing. We get to the uh, the games here in uh, in the in the first round. Valhalla and Vincent Memorial play at Southwest El Centro again. Vincent Memorial. Um, they have they play their games over at Southwest All Central and out of town. Vincent Memorial is projected to win 31-14. I'll take Vincent Memorial in that game. I think they handle Valhalla. Game two is Monta Vista and Hoover. Um, it will be Monta Vista the five seed against Hoover the four seed. Hoover's had a pretty good year as well. They've done a great job. Um, and they currently are projected to win 38-31. As much as I think Monta Vista is a dark horse uh, potentially in this one, uh, I still think Hoover probably wins this game. El Cajon Valley will take on Kearney at El Cajon Valley. It's expected to be a seven-point game. And so I think uh, in favor of El Cajon Valley, I think they win that one. So I think it's pretty it pretty much is going to be chalk here in Division 5 with Southwest El Centro uh, traveling out to Sweetwater. Sweetwater is expected to win. 38 to 17. I like Vincent Memorial to win this uh, division. And uh, Montevista and Hoover, I think, will give uh, Vincent Memorial a good run run for their money uh, if we got anything else on that. Uh, Jeff. All right, so he's still muted. We're going to get to uh, Division 4 here. And if you look at uh, Division 4, uh, interesting uh, playoff format here because it's Mount Miguel. And it's everybody else. Mount Miguel, number one seed in Division Four. They are definitely the top team in Division Four, um, and I think it's going to be very difficult for anybody in Division Four to be able to knock off Mount Miguel. Mount Miguel has a Cal Preps rating of seventeen. The next highest Cal Preps rating is Chula Vista at negative four point seven. Mount Miguel went nine and one. Their only losses is to Bishops. That is considered a bad loss, according to Cal Preps. Chula Vista got a pretty good win against La Jolla Country Day this year. They went 48 and tw- uh, they won 48-26. Their bad loss is the Sweetwater coming out of D5. But I think it's going to be very difficult for, for Mount Miguel to, to lose. I, there's not a lot of schools in here. And I'll go through the seating um, real quick that I think could get Mount Miguel. And, you know, if you look at it, Mount Miguel got the one seed. Uh, Chula Vista got the two. Westview got the three. Santana the four. Uh, eight nine matchup. Winner plays Mount Miguel. It's Calexico and Escondido. Crawford got the five seed. They'll play Orange Glen. Orange Glen ends up winning the Valley League. At least they got the highlight on their deal, so they will be hosting that first round game. Uh, Bonita Vista will take on Coronado as the six eleven matchup, and Olympian will play Escondido Charter with a trip uh, to Chula Vista for the winner get to the first round matchups in just a little bit, but uh, we get Jeff back on here as a speaker. I think we got Jeff back. 
Hello? There we go. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad I'm back. All right. So we talked about D5 for a little bit. Let's talk about D4. Yes, sir. Um, I went through it. Mount McGill got the one seed, and I'll kind of repeat it. Um, they're they're far and above better than everybody else in terms of the CalPreps rating system. Uh, two seed is Chula Vista. Three seed was Westview. Four seed Santana. Um, eight nine matchup was Calexico Escondido. Winner plays Mount McGill. Crawford and Orange Glen. Winner will play Santana. That's the five twelve matchup. Benita Vista Coronado six eleven will take on the three seed Westview Escondido Charter Olympian the ten seven. Uh, winner of that will take on the two seed Chula Vista. If you look at it, I mean, I and I said it already. I think it's going to be very difficult for somebody to beat Mount Miguel. They're the uh, above and beyond favorite in this matchup. Is there anybody else you like in Division Four? Yeah, to beat Mount Miguel or even give them a run, I, I really don't. I mean, I, we talked about it at the beginning of the year, or, or probably about three games in. We thought Mount Miguel would go into the playoffs undefeated, and then they had to hiccup. Um, who did they lose to? Who was, they lost to Bishops 24-13. That's considered a bad loss by uh, Cal Preps. Yes, so from that standpoint, we didn't expect that to happen, but they kind of, after that, they kind of you know went back to where they were, which is dominating fashion, so... I mean, if I had to pick, you know, maybe a Benita team, you know, might be a little sneaky. Um, you know, Westview is much improved last year. Um, you know, I think Westview can actually get to the finals against Mount Miguel, but I just don't think anybody has the horses to keep up with this team. I mean, they're averaging 45 points a game and have four shutouts. So, um, you know, I'm with you, man. I think Mount Miguel will cruise, you know, through – um, and get their first division title and for I think it's 1960, uh, which is pretty crazy to think. But um, Coach V's done a great job, and um, you know I expect him that he'll he'll finish the job and, and get a D4 title. I'd imagine so too. The two seed Chula Vista Jeff played Mount McGill this year, so that's the one seed versus the two seed technically in Division Four. The final score is Mount McGill won 49 to nothing. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, unless, unless you know, things can happen in a high school football game, but, I mean, you're going to need probably your best game if you want to beat Mount Miguel, and they're going to have to, like, you know, over, yeah, and overlook somebody. Yeah. Um, I think Westview's not bad. I think they're pretty good. I think for, for what they've been in the last 10 years, that's a pretty good season for Westview. Went 6-4 and four in the Valley League. Um, you know, their, their, their losses were – to Oceanside, who had a much better year this year than they had in years past. Uh, they lost the uh, Battle of Penasquitos. I'm sure it's got an actual name. Uh, they lost to Mount Carmel by seven, uh, which is a little bit better than they've done in the past. They lost to San Pasqual by one point, um, which is not bad for Westview. And, um, you know, their, their tough loss was the Valley Center. But Valley Center uh, had a share of the league title uh, this year as they had a three-way tie between... Um, I think it was Valley Center. Uh, it was Valley Center, San Pasqual, and Oceanside. If I'm not mistaken, I have to look at it again. But uh, I think Westview's pretty good. Uh, Santana, an okay year. They got moved up to the Grossmont Hills League, so they've seen a lot of tough competition uh, this season. Um, so that that might be a team that that based on their strength of schedule, they might be able to uh, uh, pull it out. Uh, in fact, in Division Four, they had the toughest strength of schedule out of all any school in Division Four. Uh, so maybe Santana might be able to go on a run 
in the Division Four playoffs. But overall, I'd imagine it's going to be Mount McGill in the driver's seat. We got four games coming up tomorrow uh, that involve Division Four. Escondido's at Calexico. Calexico is expected to win 21-20 coin flip game. I'm going to go with Calexico because of the travel in that one. I don't know who you got on that. You can take Calexico. I will take Calexico on that, my man. Yeah, those are tough for high school kids to do. Those trips are pretty tough. I've been a part of it before. And, um, you know, especially schools that aren't used to traveling very far distances. Escadito to Calexico, California is a haul. That is a haul uh, that will be happening tomorrow (laughs) uh, afternoon. Crawford will be at Orange Glen. I'm pretty sure Orange Glen won their league, which means they got to be into the postseason as the 12 seed. So five seed Crawford is the road team against Orange Glen. I don't know how much of a factor that's going to be. Crawford's expected to win 42-20 according to Cal Preps. I will take... Matt Marquez and company and the Crawford Colts. My grandparents' alma mater, Crawford Colts, over the oh, over the Orange no. Glen Patriots. So we'll see how the Colts do, but I got the Colts. I don't know if they cover the 22 points. They might, but they're, they got a 92% chance of winning. Quick, quick question, because you talked about home field and stuff. How would you rate or weigh home field in high school compared to college and pro like is it negligible like is it really not matter at all i mean because you know talent is talent in high school level i mean obviously like carlsbad going to whatever lcc like does it matter in your let's just take the big schools um i matter when there's a big mismatch not really a good deal but do you think like grossman let's say it's like grand hills and helix uh where was that game played at uh, I think it was. I mean, in that game, it doesn't matter. They've won like 30 years in a row or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall, you know, you've been around high school football. Does, does home field mean anything? Um, I don't know. John Matthew comes on our show on Fridays and he usually says it accounts for like seven points. I think that's what like coaches go by. So when you show up on mm-hmm. the road, you're down seven, nothing. I'm trying to think of my time. At, I mean, my time at Cathedral, like as a coach and a player, we've always just not played well on the road. So that could be it. Um, uh, maybe it's a road thing. I think a little bit of travel for high school kids might be a factor. Um, I think it depends who you're playing. But I do know, like when you go out of town, it's 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 definitely it. It's definitely a factor. Um, you know, we played up in we played up in. Um, San Francisco this year against the St. Ignatius team. That's not very good. Um, and we won, we, mm-hmm. we, we lost, we had our worst game on JV, but we, you know, we asked sophomores in high school to jump on a, to wake up at five in the morning and jump on a plane at seven in the morning and fly to San Francisco and do all of this stuff and then go play a football game at three 30, uh, which is very difficult to do. I think if we play that game at home. I think we beat St. Ignatius by like three touchdowns. You know, that's from the JV perspective. Now, from the varsity perspective, we ended up losing by a touchdown. I think that was a factor. I mean, you know, our kids are are kicking off at 7 o'clock. They've been up since 5 in the morning, again, because they had to catch a 7 a.m. flight to San Francisco. I think, you know, planning on that, obviously, it's difficult with what you have to do in terms of pulling a travel plan off like that. Uh, but when we travel out of town, you know, 
there is a lot of there is a lot of home cooking for for teams in in Southern Section, and that's for any school that travels out. It's not just it's not just Cathedral, um, so I think that plays a little bit of a factor. But um, I think when it comes to in town, as long as it's not like a super far travel distance, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I, I mean, I I know I could be wrong. I mean, there could be some coaches that that view different on that. But you know, for me, when we play in town, like when we go play at. So we play at Torrey Pines. It's down the street. I mean, I don't really think that that is that much of a factor. You know, I don't think I don't think Torrey Pines has an edge at home over Cathedral, and Cathedral has a bigger edge at home over Torrey Pines uh, when they meet, just because they're down the street. But like, you know, it, it might be a factor if El Camino's got to go play at East Lake, which they've done for a couple of times. Um, you know, maybe maybe they maybe the score is a little bit closer than than it should be, or whatever. Um, I will say this. I mean, the one time that we were able to beat Centennial, they had to come down here. Um, so, I mean, maybe that maybe that was a factor. Uh, you know, we went up to, to play De La Salle with our state championship team and lost by uh, three touchdowns up there. And then they came down here, and they weren't nearly as good last year. And, you know, so maybe that was a factor. And we played them at home and lost them by seven points. And we weren't very good last year. So, you know, maybe it is a little bit of a factor. I don't think it's too much, though. Are you asking that because Orange Glen gets to get the home game over the five seed? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like it will matter. But just from a optic standpoint, that's just bad. I mean, you have a 12 seed hosting the five. I mean, it's kind of like the NFL, right, where – you can have a wild card team or the team wins the division, right? They're eight and eight or nine and seven. They're hosting an 11 and five team. You know, and just from an optics standpoint, I was just doesn't look right. But, you know, I understand how that plays out. But um, so it just made me think of that because obviously I think Orange Lynn uh, will um, lose and Crawford will have no problem. But um, that's what made me think of it. Yeah, that's happened before in the past. I mean, I think. Me, so like the reward of winning your league, you automatically get a home game in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, I think you know, winning your league should get you in the playoffs. But at that point, once you get in, then it should be seated properly. I mean, that's that's kind of how, how I view it. Especially if you're doing everything on Cal Prep's ratings. I mean, why does Orange Glen? I mean, what is Orange Glen winning the? What are they in the Pacific League? Like what? What is what exactly. does them winning the Pacific League have to do with anything? I mean, like Crawford's in a way different league. Like it's different, you know. Exactly. So yeah, I, totally agree I, with you I don't. I mean, I get it, and then I don't. I mean, because most of the time it's usually not a problem, right? So like Lincoln wins the Western League, you know, they're already going to be a top seed. You know, the winner of the Grossmont Hills yep. League was Granite. They're already going to be like a top seed, um, you know. But like if you look at the Open, like Carlsbad won their league Lincoln won their league granite won their league. Not all of them could have a home game. So, you know, it doesn't apply to the open, but it applies to everybody else. I mean, just, it should just be able to get you into the postseason. Agreed. Uh, moving on to the other games that, uh, Coronado played Bonita at Southwestern college. Bonita is expected to win 28, 14. I'll take Bonita in that game. Escondido charter at Olympian. Olympian is, is expected to win 24, 14 over Escondido charter. I like Olympian in that game. Agreed. Um, I'm with you on that going, one, man. Uh, Olympian, Olympian gets the win. Yeah, the thing that's like, 
I wouldn't say it sucks because it means it's right, but you know, Cal Preps is eighty-five. They have an eighty-five percent accuracy rate right now. I mean, just stupid rate. It's on their nice. website. They're nice. ta- they're bragging about it, which is you know, it's justifiable. I mean, if you are accurately picking eighty-five percent of the games in the country, I mean, I'd, I'd puff my chest out about that as well. Um, but when it's you know, it's an eighty-five percent success rate which means you're getting seeds right. I mean, you're not really picking upsets ever because like the computer already knows who's going to win unless something crazy happens. So, so far we've been chalk in our, in our kind of predictions when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. Let's take a look at uh, division three. Mission Bay had a pretty good year. Um, Man, they deservedly got the number one seed in division three and mission Bay finished the season. I'm going to pull up their, Neil, they uh, they did have an upset uh, loss, and their Crawford was able to get Mission Bay at the end of the year, which is kind of surprising. Um, but if you look at D D three, Mission Bay went seven and three to get him a number one seed in D three. Fallbrook uh, got the two seed. They went four and six this year on the season, but they had a nice little rating of a four point nine. West Hills got the three seed and Grossmont got the four seed. And, you know, I think we've had a lot of coaches, you know, get some praise for turning programs around. It's tough to praise a team, you know, in Grossmont that went five and five, but last year they went 0 and 10. The year before that, they went one and nine. So Anthony Lawrence in his first year at his alma mater, a nice little flip around, regardless of what the schedule is, you got to be able to win games. And, you know, he played them into a D3 uh, first round bye, which is good to see. And hopefully they can get themselves back up to D2 and D1 where they belong in the next couple of years. But overall, again, Mission Bay's the one seed, uh, Fallbrook the two, West Hills the three, Grossmont the four. 5 12 matchup Santa Fe Christian versus San Diego High. Winner will play Grossmont. It's another situation where San Diego High won their league. So they get the home game against Santa Fe Christian. Uh, so Santa Fe Christian will have to go down to Balboa Stadium to take on the Cavers. Winner of that will play Grossmont. Uh, La Jolla Country Day was the sixth seed. They play Morse tomorrow, and the winner of that will play West Hills. Uh, Valley Center plays Imperial. Winner of that will play Fallbrook. It's a long drive from Valley Center to Imperial. That is a uh, that is a haul. We're talking about long hauls. And then Patrick Henry will play El Cap. And I think that game's might be a coin flip game, but we'll see when it comes to the um, overall prediction from Cal Preps. So, Taking a look at it, I think Mission Bay's got a really good chance. Um, you know, I think Grossmont might be a dark horse in this uh, with the season that they've had and the competition that they've played. Uh, so I like I like Grossmont to kind of be a dark horse in this league, uh, followed by Mission Bay kind of being the favorite. Yeah, Mission Bay comes in the game or comes into the playoffs with two straight losses, right? I believe. Yeah, they so. lost the. Crawford, which is considered a bad loss, and they lost the Script Ranch by seven to finish the year. So interesting to see how they respond after that. I mean, you never want to go in the play. You always want to go to playoffs peaking, so and never want to go in on a losing streak. Now they get the body kind of regroup, but mentally, emotionally, how is this team going to respond after losing a couple games, especially with the bad loss, like you said, the Crawford? So. I'm going to be curious about that and see if they – I still would give them a slight edge. But, 
know, just on the way out of the end of the season, I wouldn't be totally shocked if someone else was able to knock them off or we had another we had a different represent representative for um, division three. You had yourself a bid stealer in D three too, by the way, San Diego High. So not only did San Diego High get a whole like they won their they won their league, which means they get to qualify for the playoffs and host the game. They were they actually finished in fourteenth in Division Three according to Cal Preps, which means they stole a bid from Otai Ranch, who was ranked higher than them, uh, who also went who went two and eight. Uh, if you're Otai Ranch, you go two and eight. It's you know I, I think at the same like <laughs> I, I'm sure you're upset you didn't make the playoffs and you got sniped, but at the same time it's like San Diego High went four and zero in league. They won their league regardless of who was in their league, and. They went yep. four. And they had a better record than you, so they they steal that final spot. But there were there were bid stealers out there, like you see in March Madness, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I like it. So I, like I think it. San Diego High deserves to make the playoffs again, right, for winning their league. But like, should they be able to host over Santa Fe Christian? Are we giving too much to a league champion? <laughs> I agree. I think we are because all league champions are not created equal. Right. And I, I think we have to use some discretion there and some judgment. Like, look, we, yes, we, we want to reward teams. I think winning league is not an easy task, no matter what league you are in, but it's not all equal. So, you know, Carlsbad winning their league is going to be different than other, you know, smaller schools winning their league. So I think it shouldn't be automatic where you win league, you automatically host a playoff game. I just don't think that should be the case, and we should reward the teams who've had the best records, have the best power ratings. Have the, That should be your reward. You have a power rating that's higher than Team B or you know whatever, you should get the host home. And on top – And I think – Go ahead. No, you're good. Well, on top of that, too, like you know, you said all not all leagues are created equal. I will say this, too. It's like it's not like the leagues are based on like your division. Like you're playing against your division. Like there's a lot of leagues where like divisions are, you have some disparity, like disparities in there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like if you're playing in, like San Diego High is in the lowest, they're in the lowest league in the city section. They're in the central league. So they're playing against D4 and D5 schools, where it's like Mission Bay is in the city league, which is a higher, it's, it's a higher league than the central league in terms of overall numbers. So like, you know, if San Diego high was in the city league, they probably wouldn't be for, they probably wouldn't, they would probably wouldn't have made the the deal. They probably wouldn't have went own four. I mean, I'm sure they would have won a couple of games or something, but it's a lot difficult of a task. So unless, unless to me, unless the league's, are built on the same team, like the like teams from the same division. I don't think you could give them a home game on top of making the playoffs. You should be able to make. You should make the playoffs, but to get a home game on top of that, I think is just a little bit too much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, games that are tomorrow. I think this L Cap Patrick Henry game is going to be good, and Cal Preps thinks it's also going to be good. They got Patrick Henry as a one point favorite in a coin flip game against L Cap. They got him winning 31-30. I think El Cap can win this game. I think I got the Vaqueros in this one. It's been my first upset pick. Taking a nine over eight as an upset pick is, you know, I'm really going. <laughs> You're really going out there, I really put myself out there. Uh, San, Diego, uh, San Diego High hosting Santa Fe Christian. Santa Fe Christian's expected to win 
game might be closer than that, but I think I think uh, Santa Fe the Fighting Drew Breeses uh, get the job done. Uh, Morse at La Jolla Country Day. Uh, La Jolla Country Day is expected to win by two touchdowns. Uh, I think they will do that, so I'll take the Tories. And then Valley Center goes out to Imperial. Imperial's expected to win by one point in this game. I can see him winning by more because of the travel. Despite Valley Center having a really good finish to the season, Valley Center beating Oceanside in the last game of the year uh, to really kind of bump them up and uh, gives them a uh, what they consider a really great win um, as they knock off a team that was uh, having a really good year in uh, in Division Two. But I think the travel might be a I don't, it might be a, it might this is might be a situation where being the road team kind of hurts you because of the travel. Yeah, I can see that. Totally see that. Uh, so I, I'm going to take El Cap. I'm going to take Santa Fe Christian. I'm going to take La Jolla Country Day, and I'm going to take Imperial. Nice picks there. I, I'll, I'll roll with you on those. I, I, I think that sounds like a. A, a good uh, trio of wins right now. I'm gonna take. Uh, you're not taking the Patriots. Mac. Jo- no, anything Patriots. Mac, Mac like- Jones isn't their quarterback. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Division Two. I think Division Two is gonna be fun. I think you got a lot of a lot of good teams in Division Two, starting with the number one seed in the Del Norte Nighthawks. A great season for the Nighthawks. Came up one game short in uh, their league. Uh, they lost to um, San Marcos uh, League Championship game last game of the year, uh, but they go eight and two in the first year. Nick Barnett and went three and zero against teams in Division Two this season. Got a nice little rating of a thirty one point nine four and one in league. That one loss was to a D one school. Their other loss was to La Costa Canyon, another D one school uh, who actually has a bye, uh, and they beat Tory Pines. I know it was the first week of the year, but they beat Torrey Pines, who got the number one seed in Division One. So Del Norte, I think, is definitely the team to beat, obviously, as the number one seed. You look at the number two seed at Ranch Bernardo, uh, a potential rematch between RB and Del Norte would be a very interesting to see out in the Palomar League. Uh, Ranch Bernardo, of course, led by their head coach in um, – uh, Eric Weddle, and the reason why RB gets the two seed instead of La Jolla, RB beat La Jolla head to head, so La Jolla gets knocked down to the three seed in Division Two as an eight and two team as well. Uh, I think La Jolla has got a really good chance of 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 doing some damage, and then you look at Swift Ranch getting the four seed, another good football program in D two, but then you even got other good teams like Point Loma is a pretty good team. Sitting at the five seed, and they might be a, they might give Scripps Ranch some problems in the quarterfinals. Uh, you got Central taking on East Lake in the six eleven matchup. Central Union is always a scrappy team that comes out of the Imperial Valley. It'll be a long trip to La Jolla after a long trip to East Lake, but uh, that might be a team that that could give La Jolla a run for their money. And then the Bishop School will host Brawley uh, this weekend, and the winner of that. Will play Rancho Bernardo. I mentioned the eight nine matchup, Oceanside and Steel Canyon. Steel Canyon, a team that was uh, in Division One not too long ago, that has experience playing D one schools. Played Helix this year. Uh, played Granite Hills in league as well, uh, and have played a pretty difficult schedule. In fact, they've played one of the better schedules in in Division Two, and they're going against an Oceanside team that had a really good bounce back here at six and four. 
Yes, they did lose the Valley Center last week of the year, uh, but they were able to play a lot of tough teams. I mean, they play El Camino's D1 school, played Mission Hills D1 school, only lost by 14 in that game, played San Juan Hills in, in the uh, southern section uh, with some pretty good wins against San Pasqual, uh, Santa Fe Christian, and, and Westview. So another team that, that might be able to uh, go on a little bit of a run. It's going to be a fun bracket. I think Del Norte is the favorite, uh, and I like La, I like uh, La Jolla to make some noise, and I wouldn't be surprised if Point Loma made the semifinals. Yeah, you know, we got a couple of good storylines, like you said, the potential rematch between Del Norte and Ranch Bernardo. That's probably one one of the candidates for game of the year as far as how crazy that game was. But I'm with you, La Jolla. You know, if they get a shot at playing Ranch Bernardo again, you know, I can see the Vikings pulling off the win there. And, um, and and kind of spoiling that potential rematch. So you have a couple situations where you might get some rematches in these semifinals and finals, which makes it very um, exciting, you know, to see how the, the second, you know, game plays out between these, a couple of these uh, high schools. But I'm with you. I think Del Norte comes out on top, but I think they play the Vikings as the three seed for the final. La Jolla is like really interesting to me because they, you know, they beat Scripps Ranch, which is their best win, which would be a win over a four seed. They ended up going four and one against teams in Division Two. They went four and zero in league, but like they have two bad losses. They got a bad loss to El Cap. They lost by three points. They got a bad loss to RB, which is their two bad losses, um, in which you are playing, you know, a team that's, you know, losing to a team that's well below uh, your pay level or your your pay grade. Uh, or losing them by a lot, and they lost to Ranch Bernardo twenty six. So it's interesting to see what La Jolla team shows up. But if they are the team, you know, that beat Point Loma and Script Ranch and Bishops, you know, teams that are already in their uh, respective division, then they're going to be a they're going to be a tough out in the uh, in the Division two playoffs. I mean, a real tough out in the Division two playoffs. Um, you know, taking a look at it. So I think uh, I think Del Norte's got it, and then you know, La Jolla would be my second top. Uh, pick and don't sleep on Point Loma. I think they'll be in a in a pretty good spot. Let's take a look at the, a closer look at Division Two Round One game. Still Canyon at Oceanside. Still Canyon is projected to win by one point, twenty seven to twenty six. I think Oceanside gets it done. Driving from Hamul to Oceanside is going to be a long journey. Still Canyon's played a lot of good teams this year. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think. Oceanside continues a, a nice bounce back season after a couple of low years there over the last couple of years. I think Oceanside wins uh, this one point spread game. A game is tomorrow. Uh, I think so. I don't know of any teams. I don't know what teams played today. I'd have to. I thought that for some reason I thought they played today. They could have because I was talking to a parent that played her son plays on school here, and I swear she said they were playing tonight. But I might misread her. Well, um, it could. I don't know the score anyway. Either so way, I might as well pick it. <laughs> uh, you you were picking. Uh, who did you pick again? You picked. Uh, I picked Oceanside. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, still, I mean, one thing still has going for them. They had played a tough schedule. Um, I will say that they played, they played some very good teams. But I'll go with Oceanside again, reentering what you said 
Um, nice bounce back year after some rough couple years for them. So the fact that they find themselves in the playoffs, it's it's good for the program. So I do think they get the win on the first round win, and then they probably get bounced in the second round. They just got to get themselves back to. Um, they got to get themselves back Relative to well, seat. back to D one. You know. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a project, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, they don't have any games listed as a Thursday game, but I don't know. I mean, okay. take that for what it's worth in terms of like max preps coverage and Cal. I mean, Cal preps just them and max preps kind of like share a lot of information. So I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of a, I think it'd be kind of a tough ass to seed your playoffs on uh Sunday and then make somebody play on a on a Thursday. It doesn't look like anybody's playing today, which is I think the the good, good move on uh, CIS part. Uh, so I'm taking taking notice of the site. Point Loma at San Pasquale. Point Loma's projected win thirty one seventeen. I like that pick. Uh, Central is expected to beat East Lake twenty one twelve. Titans going to make it to the next round of playoffs. What are we thinking here? No, no, you got Central. Not. Yeah, it's been it's been. Um, been a rough season for my Titans, and uh, <laughs> it's been a long, they're a long way away from what they used to be, um, you know, five, seven, eight years ago. But yeah, I don't, I don't see them. I mean, they and did have a couple wins in the season, but I think Central gets some. Bishops at Raleigh, or sorry, Raleigh is playing Bishops at La Jolla High School, which is Bishops' uh, home field. Uh, I will take, I will take uh, Bishops over Raleigh. They're favored to win twenty eight twenty one. Nice. Um, any any difference on this? It's kind of nope. tough, dude. Cal preps is we're in li- we're in line. Cal preps on is pretty smart, so they usually are they usually are dialed in. A D one playoff start tomorrow. Number one seed, the Torrey Pines Falcons, who under Scott Ashby has done a remarkable job taking over uh, for Coach Robbie Collins. Uh, Coach Robbie Collins uh, stepped aside for for mental health reasons, and um, it sounds like he's doing a lot better. Uh, now than he was at the beginning of the season, which is good to hear. Uh, Scott, uh, so Ashby took over and had led Torrey Pines to a pretty remarkable season uh, in which they have seen him getting better and better each and every week coming off of that week one loss to Del Norte. Because Torrey Pines beat Mission Hills, they flip-flopped even though Mission Hills had a higher rating at 43.7. Torrey Pines... Uh, probably the favorite here in D one, but I really think this one's wide open with a lot of schools in the Avocado League that that uh, are seated in this particular division, mixed with some Western League schools uh, that had some some tough years, but um, you know had to play a very difficult schedule, and uh, and and even got a couple of Palomar schools in there as well. It should be a fun uh, bracket. I think this one's probably the most wide open, where you can't necessarily pick a a winner off the top of your head, but Torrey Pines gets the one seed. Again, a great finish to the season. Number two seed is Mission Hills. They're always consistent uh, there in the postseason for CIF. As you take a look at the uh, the top four here in the postseason, uh, five seed was St. Augustine, six seed was Cathedral, seven seed was San Marcos, eight seed was Modern Day. They play host to Madison. Ten seed was Poway. They'll be traveling to San Marcos. Ramona, the 11th seed, will play Cathedral, and Mira Mesa, the 12th seed, will play St. Augustine. Uh, I like Torrey Pines in this one uh, as the favorite. I think modern-day Catholic, though, 
uh, could be a real challenge for them in the second round. Modern Day is getting better uh, week after week, having to play some of the top teams in the county to start the year. I think it's really paid dividends. And Modern Day Catholic's a well-coached football team. Uh, they seem to be hitting their stride always in the second half. They might be a super dark horse as an eight seed. St. Augustine's playing a lot better football to end the year. I could see them giving a run here with some of the Avocado League schools. I don't think they're going to have a problem near Mesa, but they could get La Costa Canyon. Never know what you're going to get out of Cathedral, uh, Jeff. Uh, they got a lot of talent. And obviously, with the schedule they played, they might be a team that can make a run, uh, setting up for an interesting matchup potentially in Oceanside next week against El Camino. Uh, and then uh, San Marcos won their league. They ended up winning the Palomar League, so they might be a, a threat to be reckoned with as well. Who is your favorite? Who's a, a couple of dark horses to watch out for? Well, I, w- I would favor Tory Pines um, based on how the season's played out up to this point, and you know, I definitely would give him a nod. But you know, I'm definitely looking at Madison and Modern Day as far as the first round matchup. You got that eight nine and. You know, you did say, you know, as far as modern day goes, they come in with a lot of momentum. They finish seeing strong. Now, again, you know, people were going to, you know, sit here and be double advocate and say, hey, well, you know, their league is kind of soft and then they kind of just, you know, beat up on, on, you know, inferior competition. Going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Will they kind of, you know, will that show up or will they rise to the occasion and, you know, you know, not only beat Madison, but also will they give Tory a run for the money in the second round? Um, and potentially can. You got to remember, you know, this is a two-time state champ, so they have championship predator, even though a lot of those players are no longer there. The coaching staff is there, and there are a few players that were in, integral parts of that team. So they have that championship DNA, you know. And so I will be curious to see. I, I still think they won't get by Tory, but um, I definitely think they can make it a game. Um, you know, Madison last year they were what you know, um, you know, in division. Uh, were they in division? Did they make it? Uh, open division playoffs last year? No, Madison. No, not Madison. Um, sorry about that. But, um, you know, I had expectations for them. You know, they've been in one of the premier teams in, in, in the county in the last, you know, uh, two to four years. So can they kind of rebound and get something going in, 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 in tomorrow against modern day? So that should be a good game. And like I said, you know, you got Mission Hills. And you got a lot of good teams um, that can potentially – you know, uh, make some noise. You know, like St. Augustine, they're a young team, but, you know, we've talked about them. I was high on them throughout the year, and they've had a tough schedule. So, um, Tory is definitely the favorite, but, you know, there's about three or three addition, three or four additional teams that wouldn't shock me if they won. So, the game's uh, tomorrow in D1. Again, Tory, LCCL, Camino, and Mission Hills all have buys. Uh, Madison at Modern Day. Modern Day is projected to win 27-21. I think they win by more than that. Your thoughts? Twenty-seven, twenty-one. Yeah, I, I think they win by ten. I give them ten points. Uh, Mira Mesa points. against St. Augustine at Mesa College. St. Augustine's projected to win forty-one, fourteen. I think that's par for the course. I think Mira Mesa's. Uh, you know, they're probably going to get bounced to D two next year. Kind of a tough season for them. I think Saints rolls in that game. Agree with you, Doc. Uh, Ramona is going to be at Cathedral. Cathedral's projected to win 35-22. I think the Dons uh, probably uh, 
handle that, but uh, we'll see uh, coming up tomorrow against the Bulldogs. And then Poway at San Marcos, rematch of the game earlier this season. San Marcos won 31-19. to or, or sorry, San Marcos projected to win 31-19 over Poway earlier this season. In, uh, I think these two teams played each other already, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and San Marcos won. No, they did not play each other. I thought they played each other this year. They did not. Uh, so it should be an interesting game between those two teams. I still think San Marcos uh, wins that game over Poway. Yeah, the Titans a little different position than they were last year. Last year they were in, they were getting ready to play for the open division, right? Semi-final game, um, and now they find themselves in in, in D one. But yes, I think they uh, they're one and done tomorrow. Graduate a lot of kids. Yeah, uh, t- t- tough spot. That tends that tends to happen. Uh, open division starts next week. We got the top four seeds. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. We can talk about it next week. Lincoln's playing Helix. I think that's a great game. I think we'll be at six o'clock. Uh, at Lincoln, uh, Granite Hills will take on Carlsbad. That game will be at 7 o'clock on Thursday of next week. And that should be a good one as well. We'll talk about that next Thursday. Jeff, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. And uh, enjoy the uh, football weekend, my friend. I will. I didn't go off to a great start with you. Your, your uh, Horn Frogs lost. Yeah, they're ter- they're terrible. <laughs> Their their coaching staff is not good. They're too, I mean they have they have absolutely zero heart. I mean it's just it's just kind of disheartening to watch. Yeah, we should have known when they lost to the fighting Deion Sanders. Yeah, that was yeah. Season. That was already that was, that was already bad news. I mean, I was I was told like a lot of the success they had year was with Gary Patterson's guys. Um, you know, and the, a lot of those guys left. The ones that are still there, not as you know into it. Um, and then, you know, I guess the, the rumor is you got, got a bunch of kids that, um, think they're going pro next year and just kind of coasting. And that's not a good way to go pro, uh, <laughs> is by coasting no. during the season. So they got a lot of issues. I think they got some coordinator issues and we'll see what kind of adjustments they make during the, uh, during the off season, but really disappointing for a team that's incredibly talented, uh, to just have the season they've had, but they, they are not even close to the team that they were last year. That's college football, man. The turnover, and um, you know, just makes you also appreciate the teams that can win year in year out. So, yeah, rough times for them. Yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Jeff, appreciate the time as always. Talk to you next week. Sounds good, my man. And I'll do Have a good one. I'll do it for us on the High School Football Podcast. Sure, check us out wherever you get your podcasts and join us live on Spaces coming up next Thursday. For Jeff King, I'm Braden Sprint signing off. Thanks again. We're joining us on the High School Football Podcast here in San Diego on 97.3 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.